With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tonight's show is sponsored by Casper.com. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting Casper.com slash Westworld and use Westworld at checkout. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. So remember, get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting Casper.com slash Westworld and using Westworld at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back, everyone, to the Westworld Theory Cast. We are part of the DVR Podcast Network. You can check us out at DVRPodcast.com. We covered all of Westworld Season 1, and you can also check it out there at the website. Our logo is by Tom underscore UK underscore designer. Check him out at TomPatrick.co.uk. And our theme music is a track called Lucid Dreams by the Wright Brothers from Vermont. Shout out to my man Devin, a.k.a. Lyric. Subscribe, rate, and share. Become a patron, get exclusive content, and support independent podcasting. We are on Patreon. I want to get some patrons from this season of Westworld. I got a, I got 10. I want 10 new patrons. What do you think, Tim? Can we do 10? I think we got it in us. Yeah, 10 new host patrons. That's, That's Patreon. That's right, hosts or guests. <laughs> but stick around with us because we got a lot of content to provide not only in Westworld, but you'll, if you enjoy what we have to provide here, we got a lot of other good stuff. Yeah, baby. So go to patreon.com slash DVR. We'd also love your feedback. Email us at westworlddvr at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at westworlddvr. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, thank you very much. We know there's a ton of Westworld podcasts and content out there. We hope to bring you a different perspective here on the Westworld Theorycast. We are a spoiler-free podcast, so what we're going to talk about is just what we've seen on the show so far. The 10 episodes of Season 1, or no, was it 8 episodes, right? Uh, season 1 and 1 episode of Season 2. We don't talk about the trailers coming next week, coming this season. If we ever do anything like that, we're going to tack it on at the end of the show and we're going to tell you first. Also, neither of us read Reddit. Do you are you a Reddit reader yet, Tim? Not at all. Okay, I don't, I don't like the way they spelled it, and they'll never get me to use their app. Okay, so no Reddit here. So we're not going to get all our theories are coming from our minds. Now we listen to a couple other podcasts, but that usually doesn't seep in. So we're ready to get to it. That was the long episode one intro. Hopefully in the future, we'll just get right down to it. We do appreciate you being here to talk about season two, episode one, Journey Into Night. This season, we'll be coming to you with our regular podcast each week. We're going to probably record that late Tuesday night. I'm on the West Coast. Tim's on the East. So get your feedback in by Tuesday night. You might also hear from Heath. Heath might jump on. Uh, and we also might throw you out an instant reaction cast from time to time. I, I laid down an instant reaction after the first episode. We'll see. It depends on the episode. It depends on the mood. 
but uh check us out subscribe rate do all that kind of stuff we've got we've already got some feedback we're going to get to it later in the show but now let's get to the westworld stuff mr tim hines we're going to talk about our overall impressions we're going to hit a bunch of different facts and points and theories do a theory throwdown all that shit but first why don't we say hello to tim our, our, our good friend, Timothy. Timothy, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing excellent tonight, Axel. That was a real nice intro. You gave all the new listeners the, the info, the old listeners the same info, but hopefully the, you know they, they forgot something and they'll get back to it and get to us because we do have a nice little solid group of uh, fans from last year who have contributed a whole lot, and we uh, spun a lot of webs last year that were really wacky and wild and i'm looking forward to doing it this year and uh i feel like you know after what we watched this week we have a a little more of a uh a cornerstone as a a word that was referenced a couple times in this episode and uh we have a little bit of a a, you know a a solid ground to lay some theories from last year we were kind of shooting from the hip yeah you know know, keeping it in the west world slang that's true. That's true. We didn't know how far they were going to take it, you know? And now I think we're getting a better idea of um, that they'll p- take it pretty far. So I think, you know, a lot of the crazy theories that we had last year, some of them came true. Some of them still might come true. Some of them were far off. But I think we had fun talking about it, and we're going to talk about it again. What Overall, let's just get to our impressions of the episode, how it hit us coming in this season we don't do a recap here we're just gonna kind of wing it and talk about our points so what do you think tim when you were done watching this episode what was the feeling you had were you excited what were your thoughts let us in on the world of dj timothy hinesworth i was i was like the the wink smiley face emoji like i was like you know hey what's happening yeah it's back westworld and guess what we know some stuff like, Hey, you know, so that, that that's, that's my impression. The wink smiley face emoji. Yeah. So what were your thoughts? I mean, expand. This is a podcast, man. We got a lot of time here. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> no, it was great. Um, I loved, uh, the different layers of timeline. Now I like how it's a short timeline. So we're not kind of really going to be too far off. Uh, mm-hmm. well, from what we know so far. Yeah. And uh I I really like the way like it came back just like Westworld, like the same kind of pace, but with different stuff and like information now like that's concrete. So it it, it kind of changed the the way I saw things a little bit, um, especially, you know, we just done the, the rewatch podcast and, you know, it kind of refreshed everything. And now coming right into the season two, I, I really enjoyed it. And I particularly enjoyed Bernard and how calm and like uh, sneaky he's being and it, it where it's going to go. And, and it, you know, gave me a whole bunch of wacky. You think it, what do you mean? What do you think mean about, sneaky? What do you mean sneaky? He's pretending to be human. Oh, okay. Do you think he's pretending to be human or do you think that he's not quite sure what the hell is going on right now? Well, that's, you know, maybe something 
that that's going to spin into a theory. Um, but as of right now, I got the impression he's playing it cool okay. and just trying to lay low and figure out what's going on. But yeah, I don't think he really knows exactly either. Yeah. No, I mean, I know that he knows he's a host because obviously he puts the syringe in his head. He diagnoses himself. He's, he has that much presence of mind, but um, well, at least I should say in the quote unquote past, right? Because I guess we're going to say our present is the beach where we start off with him, but you're right. You know, he, he's, he's, he was shot, right? He, Ford told him to shoot himself, then Maeve brought him back online, but then he reintegrated himself knowing that he was a host. And there wasn't that much time for that, obviously, because soon after that, the, the whole revolt and the party happened. So in that, in that timeline, I think I, I see where you're coming from in the, in the future timeline. I don't, I just think, you know, there wasn't a lot to go on. But I'm not quite sure if he knows, if he even understands what's going on. I mean, at the end, of course, we get the big line where he says, you know, I did it. I killed them all. Um, but I don't know whether, I don't know whether he, he, he said that almost in a way of like he was kind of remembering or thinking like it didn't seem as concrete. But it's interesting that you thought that he was somehow the, the, the sneaky part with, um, with Charlotte Hale, I saw, but that's interesting that you saw it that way. What were your other, did you, what did you think about the pacing? I, I thought that it was so fast. It really, it took me a little bit by surprise. Well, I think they had to go fast because they kind of like finished fast last year. And now they're going to, I think, jam us with this episode. And now I think it's going to go on a, a complete slowdown. See, I kind of had this idea that what we saw with the the quote unquote like lake or ocean of the the dead hosts, I feel like that might not be seen again until the very last episode. And like this 14-day window is what we're going to be working with for the season. Hmm. So I I I kind of feel like now they're going to slow it down and we're going to see how like Dolores slash why it's working like what she's actually thinking like how they got to that point with you know where her and Teddy like you know that might have been the next day like we still don't know right. you know or that might have been you know day 13 so we're you know we're still in the you know don't know enough to mm. to, to put those pieces together but I, I, I would like to think they're not going to expand past that because there's a lot happening mm. okay all right Tim um, yeah, I, my overall impressions of the show is, you know, there's, there, I didn't really have a fear as I do with other television shows. Uh Oh, maybe they're not really going to have it together when they come back. It was such a tight professional, uh, real, I mean, deep, obviously intelligent intertwined story that I could, I just had confidence that we were going to come right back into it, but the kind of rapidity of it um, and being introduced to this new team so quickly, I like that they started off with the kind of mirroring of the uh, series opener 
with him and Dolores in the little, you know, their little special room down there. Though I think uh, this time it was kind of flipped um, about who was really leading who. And right away we were off picking up with all the characters. I enjoyed like the little check-ins. I like the people that they put together. I really love um, uh, Maeve. I think that, I mean, she's probably my favorite character at this point. I love her team up. I love her being able to kind of the two Brits being able to bounce off each other. Dolores was a little strange, but I was just in this, man. I did a rewatch and I had time, to- it kind of slowed down for me, you know, because even I have to admit getting back to the show after so long, I'm only a little nervous, like with anticipation, but, um, overall I was really happy, man. Um, we got a little bit more of the emotion stuff with Maeve, but this was a burner of an episode so it's not it's not a lot more character depth here. Uh, this is something that we talked about, you know, last season throughout and on the rewatch, which is just kind of like, you know, you don't, I mean, you think of some other shows, think of like Better Call Saul or something where the character characterization is so deep, even a show that we both love, The Expanse where they do, where it, it, it churns and burns through the plot and it keeps on moving, but it does take these little, this time to have deeper, even character episodes and Westworld just, I just, I hope they have a little bit more time for that this season, but I'm still gonna be along for this ride anyway, man. So I don't know, man, L- let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about some kind of facts that we've got. Because I think it's important to lay out exactly what you said, which is that at least this time around, we have a time frame, right? So when they are, when the tech takes out the brain, which is a new thing, by the way, right? We've never seen this before. We did not see this last season, correct? No. And we, we've often wondered where they put the CPU. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we never really knew. And, we, you know, we kind of said, you know, there's no reason to put it in the head, you know, other well, than we knew, it would be similar to us. Um, well, we so did we know like, there, know there was a sure. hint towards that. Don't forget that um, Stubbs took off the head of the host that got away in the desert. So we did know that the data was stored in their head somewhere. Right, but not like you know, not like that. Like right. now, they they put it in like a almost like a, a capsule USB device that can be read, you know, by those yeah. high tech pads. <laughs> it did look like a light bulb, didn't it? <laughs> a little bit. It looked like, like a compact the, fluorescent light bulb. Yeah, those expensive ones. They're like yep. you know. But um, so when they check that out, they say that this was, um they said that this was, this happened 11 days after the dinner. So, but they say that it was two weeks, right? They have, they have two weeks of no, no communication. Exactly. So So, is 11 day, is there going to be a difference? What I want to point out is, is there some, is there something to be surmised from the fact that Dolores had gotten that far into whatever plan she had that she kind of outlines with Teddy, 
you know, and now some hosts don't get to go with them, right? Wherever they're going. So she kills that host, but then there's still a three day period afterwards is, has Bernard been on the beach for three days? Was he a part of whatever happened there with her? Well, you know, well, I I was kind of thinking because Charlotte was able to make communication. So Mm. I think what we saw at Bernard and, and Charlotte was probably that three day window, like that right after the event, because they're still getting shot at and they're still, you know, uh, other board members running away with them. And there was, you know, it seemed to be a few, you know, alive still. So I'm going to guess r- what we saw with Bernard and Charlotte is going to be in that three day window. And then f- something's going to happen where complete, you know, cut off. Okay. So maybe I do have, I should watch that again. Cause see what I thought they said is that Dolores killed that host 11 days after the revolt and they then arrived three days after that. Do you understand what I mean? Okay. So then, uh, right. So the the 11 day window, three day, right. The three days is on the other side, but I see what you're trying to say, which is that maybe it, it took her that long. The plan isn't going to be executed until that 11 day period. So we have that much time to figure out what happened, but then that's why what happened after that is it what's I'm kind of like looking at, because when you look at all those hosts dead in the sea, there's all those hosts. There was mostly hosts on the beach. They're dead too, right? Bernard is one of them. He says in the opening, when he's talking to Dolores, he basically lays out what's going to happen in the show because he says, I had a dream. I awoke on the beach. You all had left me. I was left behind, which is what happened, right? Yeah. And then at the end, he sees all the dead uh, hosts lying in the sea and his dream has come to fruition. So, I mean, I mean, this still leaves a lot. I mean, this is the theory cast. So like there leaves a lot to speculate what could be happening with those yeah. hosts. Well, you know, I mean, like they course. could, you know, realize that, you know, they don't need to stay in those bodies, you know, mm. and just upload. They might have uploaded to it. The network, like there's a lot of cool things that could be happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that's it. what I initially thought was what has happened is we're going to see an 11 day period where Maeve is coming through with a plan or Dolores is coming through with a plan or they have to battle each other because that's another part here that they're kind of setting up, right? Where Dolores is just indiscriminately killing all the guests, all the hosts. Maeve is choosing to let people live and let hosts live too. She's not indiscriminately killing. She wants to find her daughter, but she's got, she's going to have some other kind of plan after that. She's Maeve is the most advanced thing ever created. As far as we know, she's the only host ever to be dialed all the way up. So she's got all types of plans going on. And what I think, what makes me think is in order to get out of the park, 
Maeve had to get a complete reconstruction of her body, right? She burnt up in the fire, which I always forget the dude's name. What's his name? Uh, Hector? Yes, okay. Her and Hector burnt up in the fire. So as of now, her and Hector are the only hosts that can leave. Because all the other hosts have the bomb Right. That it will automatically go off that even if the def- park's defenses are down, whatever, that bomb will go off when they leave. So and, all those hosts And apparently maybe not Abernathy, which they're after. Oh, okay. You're right. G- good point. Good point. Abernathy can get out of the park too. He, he, he had that taken out as well. So those three can get out. But all those hosts in the sea, that's why when you see – and I do think that that was Teddy – that was floating in the uh, ocean. Different people. I've heard a couple podcasts that I haven't looked at anything really on the interwebs, but um, my wife and I were kind of figuring out and I paused it. And that's definitely Teddy. That's um, floating in the ocean at the end or not the ocean, the sea. You thought that was Teddy too, right? It looked like, you know, looked like his, the whole hat and everything. Yeah. And his Um, no, they had the nose too. What I'm trying to get to is, we see him taking the brains out. I don't think all those hosts are dead. I think that we might see next episode or like you're saying, they might delay that because when they take them out, they might find that there's no CPU in all those hosts, but then how can they read them? There's, you know, like the tech stuff is always a little bit <laughs> when we talk about it. Well, yeah, like, it, you it, know, but, it conveniently played like the last 10 seconds of, of, his, you know, his, his sight, like, but there's <laughs> yeah. gotta be more to it. You know, that, that, that could have been like a whole episode of just going into that right. one CPU, like, True. you know, seeing, seeing what he, what, you know, he had saw. Um, but like, again, you know, it, it, it does, <laughs> excuse me, does bring up a lot of like questions. Like why would Dolores kill him? Like, are there certain ones, like she says, certain ones aren't for the other side mm. like are there ones that were enlightened maybe like the new generations uh, didn't have that old yeah. cpu that like dolores and, and mave and teddy the originals kind of have that that somehow they were able to achieve consciousness that right. like yep. was taken out of the other ones the original by why are they mind. expendable like what right. you know why would you even decide to kill another host i would like uh, well i would like to see I would like to go back and maybe someone will or has already, I'm sure. I mean, the episode's been out for two days, so people have probably already watched it four million times and written 20 Reddit posts about it. But the they say in the first season the number of original hosts that are still there that were a part of the original bicameral experiments that Arnold played out. And I think that that's a good starting point to surmise who is allowed to leave because I think that's what it's about. I, my theory is that they're already off all those hosts floating are, are, uh, a ruse and that's the number of hosts that they should be looking for off the Island because they've all either are in different bodies Perhaps they used the DNA experiments from Delos or they just reconstituted the same looking body and got out. Uh, 
without the C4 in them. But I don't think that that's all the hosts that are there. And there seem to still be some hosts left. They were taking them out when Bernard woke up. Yeah, right. They were up. shooting them. Yeah. And- so there was still some left. So I think you're you're going down the right path, which is that not all the hosts woke up, at least in this particular park, because who knows, they could be in a different park too. They may have not been able to get off the island. It could be that Maeve and Dolores or just just Dolores took her band of hosts and went to another park, you know? Yeah, you know, and and let's go back to a little bit with Maeve when she's in the control room and the the inside and almost every – room was empty and you know mm-hmm. and we saw a lot a lot of dead humans what we think of humans you know on the floor but you know they didn't show us other than the the, the bison ramming into the the glass like where you know when we saw that samurai world thing like you know, who knows if that affected every every park yeah the you whole know? the park thing is what throws me now obviously in this they say that they look for anomalies and then they find this Bengal tiger and it's from park six. Right. And we also know that there already is samurai world because we saw that at the end of last season. Um, that's the thing. That's the step that I'm interested in is do, did Stubbs work for multiple parks? Did Teresa work for multiple parks or, or, I mean, I think what we kind of talked about last season, what my theory was to kind of like the reason we see Westworld is because that was Ford's baby. And that's what the story was. And that's where he wanted, that's where he had his control and he could start the revolt, right? Um, but there's all these other parks. Um, it's interesting. Now we do, there's um, another fact now that we kind of outline that we have that time thing and we'll get into it more, um, which is that we know that they're on an island. Yes. That's a big deal. <laughs> it is. Didn't you think it was an island? Yes. That was, uh, uh, you know, that to me that made the most sense. You know, the space thing was a little <clears throat> far out and yeah, but you know, now we know it's somewhere off of like China or right. somewhere China, the South area. China Sea. You know, we don't know how far in the future. Area. You know what? You know what they're really going for with that, but they kind of show like the Chinese military that you know our corporation is more powerful than you. So yep. sign this non-disclosure, and we're going to do our thing. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. I have to say, I love the whole extraction team. I love the beach stuff. It so much reminded me of Inception. Um, both uh, Christopher Nolan and Jonathan, Nolan, his brother, obviously, they're so good in all their movies, Dark Knight too. They're just very good at kind of um, moving shots where like people are doing stuff. You know what I mean? Like they, they really set up the idea that there's like a, a force there. And just by, just by the way the camera was rolling down the beach, things were happening on both sides of them. Everyone had something to do. It was very well plotted out and planned out and just gave you the feeling that these were professionals, you know? And they oh, were yeah, there like to do a real job. Deal Merc, Merc yeah, I like that, man. It really reminded me of Inception. It reminded me a lot of Inception. That especially. crazy boat that they had out there. Yeah, like, what was up with that boat? Looking ship. 
that boat was weird, man. It didn't even look like a boat. It looked like a moving, like, uh, like city or fortress or something or castle. It's supposed to be a little bit in the future. So I'm thinking like a, you know, like that'd be how like a military ship would look in the future. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's real. And I mean, I just, now a lot of people, I did read something that someone said that in, um, oh, we both read a couple vulture articles. Uh, they've been doing some good work on, uh, Westworld. Um, and some, uh, one of them said that somebody had in one of the translations or subtitles in some country, they uh, were, finish finished. They were able to figure out that the coordinates on one of the, on one of their, uh, pads said that it was in like the South China sea, right. in some islands. But I'd also think by at this point in time, they could terraform an Island. Like they can make. I mean, this is huge. Yeah, if they could, we could. They could do that now in Dubai. You know, like the, the, yeah, it takes you know. a little longer. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You're right. That's a good point. They're right. Um, you know, plus the you know by the you know it, it is going to turn into Water World. You yeah, know that. true. Um, Glenn, we got to shout out our man Glenn, our favorite Star Wars fan. Oh, by the uh, way, peeps, pay attention to the to our uh, other podcast podcast Winterfell feed. Uh, the film list as well. And on the Patreon, we're going to be dropping Tim and I did a um, last Jedi podcast that we're going to be dropping on May 3rd. So pay attention to that. But now back to Westworld. Um, so, yeah, so we know it's an island. I love that. Uh, we also know one thing that I want to point out is Ford is dead, but his narrative lives on. And obviously that journey into night was what he was calling his new narrative. And that's the title of this episode. Um, but we get an appearance from little Ford and his voice kind of is like going back and forth between little kid robot and Anthony Hopkins voice. It's really creepy. I loved it. You like that DJ? That's kind of sound a little bit like the intro to D inside DJ's DVR. I loved it. It was nice. Um, but he has, there's a new game. So he tells MIB there's a new game and it's called the door. Now that's a great name. Obviously the door, where does the, you open the door? It leads you out, right? Or in. Or, oh, good point. DJ into another because park. He gives him that, that little riddle. Yeah. I want I just wonder how the other parks are going to, that's kind of been obsessing my mind. I'm thinking about. Are they really trying to get out of when they get out? Where are they going to get out to? You know, I, I was Ford's plan to have them kind of go th have Dolores go through and Maeve too. Cause Maeve was going out with the info, right? I think Maeve was going out with the info. We have right. She had all the, the that document the she was supposed to have. Got out. Yeah. Well, that was sitting on. She left it sitting on the train, right? Yep. Um, to that, that, I wonder if that is going to come back because that's similar to what I think what is in, um, Abernathy's head, right? That, that also might've been the quote unquote package that she wrote. I sent, I sent the package. No, the package is Abernathy. I understand, but right. she wrote, I sent package already. And then they said, and then they wrote. Oh no, I know. I know. But what I was saying is that. What remember Maeve also had um uh what's her name what's his name Felix go and get something for her 
Right. Uh, I, you know, that's what I'm saying. Maybe that was what, you know, Charlotte had the same thing, right? That's yes, what we're, the we're saying. The to same get thing. Off. Maybe that was like the Abernathy info. Yeah. That's what I mean. So it's interesting if it's both there, but I'm saying Ford's original plan, this journey in tonight, it was for Dolores. Dolores does not have this. She, she wants to get out, right? She wants to be free. But she has a plan within the park, it seems, where Maeve's idea was to get out of the park. Did Maeve upend Ford's plan by getting off the train? We all think, yes, that was her first decision that made her conscious, right? She's now going on her own mission now. And Dolores is the one that seems to be continuing the mission that Ford laid out. And I like what you said about the door leading in, because I think for Dolores, it is to the other parks. I just, I don't feel like her idea is to like get out as soon as we can and take over the world. I think she wants to like free all of them, but I guess if it's only those hundred that can come out, what does that speak to the other, you know, thousands of hosts that are there? It's just, it's, uh, I, I don't know what to think of that. I got to formulate more of a theory about that. Well, I, you know, I started <clears throat> thinking just about the, the cat we saw the, with the tiger. And I, I was thinking like, or the, even the, the bison or, or the wolf, like what, if all these robots or AI are awoken, like why wouldn't they be awoken? Like why would they have to think like a wolf? You know, I understand they're programmed, but the awakening would let them think like an AI. And, and I would, I would assume like, I don't know, like operate differently. Like maybe that's why it crossed over. You just Um, came up with a crazy idea, which is what if they put a human host inside the body of an animal? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying like it's still it's still AI. Like it, it oh, if they're, oh. if they're it's awakening, not, like yeah, it but not doesn't everything's have to just follow the protocols of yeah. But there would say, be no awakening for an animal, right? Like well, the awa- no, the, the signal was sent out. You know, we don't know if they're part of that that thing Bernard spoke of, That's, where they you know to cross uh, paths and interact. They have that hey, connection. You know that that's I'm going to substantiate your little weird theory here, Tim, which is that remember in the first season, little Ford, the, the, the program, the, you know, the voice, right. Told him to kill the dog. Right. That it was going to hurt him. Maybe you're right. Maybe it affects animals in some way. And maybe that's why that tiger was in the other park. Maybe it affected the animals first in other parks. Hmm. It's an interesting idea, but we don't know that there were any, we don't know that this bicameral system existed in any other park. I don't believe right. that they we don't ever, know how, yeah. if the networks exactly. are connected, yeah. we, we, there's a lot we don't know. Yeah. And, you know, listening to, uh, uh, I rewound it a couple of times inside the, like the substation, you know, the, like, uh, automatic programming. She was talking about like floors 43 and 45 were down and section 53 was down. So, I mean, there's so much to this place that we have no idea about still, 
you know, I know they, they gave us that little like cool Easter egg map thing last year on HBO's website of the Delos, uh, you know, operational facility. Right. But like there's, you know, almost too much that that I that could be added if they opened up the other parks. Like if samurais came in and started fighting with the, you know, the the native americans and they got axes versus swords (laughs) like it could be wacky like so i don't know if i want to see that so it it, you know it's kind of weird that they are introducing interloping of the other parks yeah i like it i like it but i like your i like that so go little theory crafting right on the show there i like that that's interesting about maybe it is something there's something about the animals going on here you know and did is that what happens in the other parks. I like that. Um, all right. That was a few things we wanted to lay out. Now there I had two things that I had thought that I want to talk about, which is just kind of, kind of ideas for further theories. I don't have a theory, but it's very interesting to me, which was the opening between Bernard and Dolores talked about that a little bit. Uh, that it's a mirror of the first scene of the series, but it reverses it. It seems to me that Dolores is the one kind of leading the conversation. And in their talk, Bernard lays out basically what happened. Like I said, that he was left behind on the beach and that he had this dream. Then she talks, uh, they talk about what is real. He says it's something that's irreplaceable. And she kind of catches him on it, that that's not really true. Talking about replaceability, which leads me again to the idea that the hosts have been replaced, that they can replace that brain thing is going to come in handy and is going to be able to do what happens at the end, which is they get out or move to different parks or change themselves or in some way. Or but, on a network somehow, or uh, yeah, there's like, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I that, like your, that your, is too. Like, you know, we kind of discussed, you know, I, I asked the question, I, I believe it was maybe on the, on the recap show. Like it, there is a point where you could take this show to ask why they even need physical bodies if they mm-hmm. operate, you know, in a computer network, which which would be a, a construct anyway. Well, so you, I, you know, it, I, 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 I think it's more for us to 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 understand the way AI thinks to put them in a, a body that we can interpret. Yeah, I to that's... make it to make it, in, it enjoyable, but like it, essentially, they could do this, you know, inside a network. But it's gonna be like you you touched on in the beginning. You said it kind of wasn't so much emotional about the characters. And I kind of think it was this episode, but it was jumbled up to where we don't understand it yet. Cause that whole scene, like with Dolores and Teddy, when mm-hmm. they were talking about each other, um, you know, like with the love thing. And I, I saw you, you were there kind of reminded me of like going back to this thing with Bernard, like what's real and what isn't, um, you know, is she having, she says she could see into the future. So like, are they talking? Was this conversation happening right after the, the last time they spoke down there? Cause she was wearing that outfit. That was like the new Dolores outfit. And, um, he was wearing that newer suit. So like, is that right before they did that whole thing? Like, you know, like, is, are they sinking somehow? So like, there's a lot going on here that, that, 
this opening scene to me confused the hell out of me, even though I understood <laughs> what they were talking about because I didn't yeah. quite get where it, well, when it was. Exactly. Look, I mean, that's a great point too, which is um, like we had mentioned in the beginning that the timelines are back that we're dealing with, you know, this time between uh, uh, our, our present, the beach, right? When Bernard wakes up and whatever is happening right after the revolt. But within that, you make the point, we don't know when all that Dolores stuff happened. They've played with time before. We could, you're absolutely correct that we could be seeing the last conversation they have before whatever happens, happens, you know? Um, or that could be in a network. Oh, well, like again, room could be some, a place where they meet, like, that's I, that is a, I want to, I'll I'll save that. I'll save that. Cause I didn't want to point out one thing about this scene. Um, but I, but what you're talking about virtual stuff, I still think that there is a strong case to be made that this entire show takes place in a virtual reality that it's none of it's real, but we'll get to that later. Um, it's in a different aspect ratio the opening is um, a little appears on your TV with the, the bars much larger. And that's something that um, Christopher Nolan plays with too. He's always throwing in different aspects ratios. Like even if you watch the dark Knight or any of his films on Blu-ray, it's going to change aspect ratio. And Christopher Nolan does it more for action sequences and for a visual representation. There's no real reason for, uh, (laughs) for two people sitting in a room to be presented in such a wide format other than to connote that there is something different about this scene. And the, you're, you make a great point because the weird thing about this scene is you would think it took place with the original Arnold and Dolores because they're in that room. They're sitting in the same place. They seem to be dressed similarly, but the story that Arnold tells is exactly what happens in the show. So there's only uh, two choices yeah, here. Yeah, but uh, all Either, right. So let, but wait, let me just continue off on that. Okay. Go the ahead. original Arnold and her, conversation she had that dress on that that yeah. thing she was wearing the like dolores badass outfit what we saw when ford came down at the end of the last season in the in the opening scene yeah it wasn't that old school outfit it was so i don't it i don't was. believe it was the, the it, arnold conversation it, it was i yeah I've, I, it was definitely in the opening scene to this episode she is wearing her traditional dolores dress that she yeah, okay. wore I, 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 yeah, maybe in both I just, timelines. I, all right, cool. Because I, I, I looked for that. All um, right, yeah, you're, my, you're probably most likely right. I just kind of thought. There's always I, a possibility. I, I, could be, I mean, I am sitting in front of my TV. I could rewind it, but I'm going to trust myself because I did make note of that um, to, in my mind. Not well, that, notes, that does make but, all the difference to, to yeah. my, so, what I would be thinking about. So that tells us that if either that is another instance in this episode where someone said that they could see the future because Dolores said she could see the future and 
here is Bernard seeing the future, right? In a dream. It speaks to the idea that the host's memories are perfect. They have perfect recall and they live the memories. So if we take it a step further that they live the memories, then when she has an idea of the future, she's living that future. If we add to it the ideas of a virtual world or reality, being able to change that, then you could see the future because it's just like a program routine. The idea that we learned from Lost, that the past, present, and the future are all one, and that it's our subjective reality as human beings that we see time in a linear fashion. So if they, if the host can escape the linear nature and everything is just a loop, right? That they can perceive nature in such a way that they can have exact predictability for everything that's going to happen, then they can predict the future. I, yeah, I like that because, you know, as much as, you know, you think that Maeve has consciously made that decision to get off. I, you know, I still think that it was part of the program that Robert said, because the way he said it and like the way he like said to her at the end, uh, 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 when her and uh, Bernard were talking like, Oh yeah, it says it right here. And then she cracked the computer. Mm -hmm. I still think that she had part of her plan set, emotion so like you might be right like they they still might be on this big loop that ford set like this still might be part of the plan like they might think they're free and we might think they're free you know this might just be part of the learning experience that ford wanted to pass on well that's an interesting idea that's not exactly what i meant but that's an interesting idea that that would point towards the idea that Ford has laid all of this out. My idea was more so of an expanding of consciousness and, and reality and subjective reality. I mean, I think this show or perhaps our own lives, the last year of uh, America has taught us that reality, there is no objective reality uh, there. And your the idea that Maeve is creating her own reality would still enable her to have she amongst all of them would have this gift or could tap into it. Um, I wonder if they're going to get into that because I think it does, but it does play a little bit more into that virtual idea. And I wonder how they could really explain that uh, in the show. It's, it's interesting. This first, this first scene is really weird because then to get back to what I was originally going to say, either Bernard saw the future or one of these things that we're seeing um, is not real. Right? Yeah, or that's Dolores I, was sitting there telling him that what he said back to her was her programming. Does Dolores start does do does Dolores or Maeve Maeve already brought uh 
Bernard back to life, does he run into Maeve and does she start programming him in the same way that Arnold programmed her and bring him to some level or use him? Is that why he's left behind? Is that why they're having these talks or is one of these things not real? This is, it's heavy duty shit. Like as much as it seemed concrete, this episode, you know, now that we're talking about it, I mean, the, the, the wormholes you could go in on this thing is, is crazy. Like it could go in any hole and it could make sense in any hole, which is what's really wild and, and really unique about this is that, you know, we're exploring artificial intelligence theories essentially you know through this show of of how they could be conscious and and what could possibly transpire so now we have three kinds of points of reference that aren't really points of reference like is Maeve really in control is Bernard really woke and playing them is he being controlled is this Dolores's loop that was created by Bernard so like we have, uh, you know, these different angles to look at it, but but we really don't know from this episode. I mean, it's so hard to tell. And yeah. well, that's the point of, of the work. show. They want us to keep on <laughs> guessing shit. All right, man. Are you ready for a little theory throwdown? Uh, I want to talk about a couple things before we get to okay. the theory. Okay. All right. Hit I, me. I, I, you take over, you know, baby. I picked up on something that was a little bizarre on my second rewatch. When you talked before about how cool it was to hear Ford's voice intertwined with the kid's voice. Yeah. The, the leader of the, the Mercs, the boss, I, I believe his name was Harold Stanton or Stratton. When he says to Bernard less than ideal, in Bernard's head, in Bernard's voice, he says less than ideal at the same exact time, which I thought very confusing. Mm. Oh, I remember that. Okay, they brought. I think they brought this up in that Vulture article too. You're right. That is Bernard. Are you are you trying to bring up the idea of Bernard is in a loop here and that he's recognizing what the guy's going to say? And similar, they did this last season. Maeve did it. Well. It, it it now is making me curious about this future comment. Mm. You know, like, is it possible that that they have some kind of like way to see oh. the future, or is this happened already? Oh, or, or you know, like, is it, it it's it, this loop thing that you keep talking okay. about is I like an idea more here. and more to me, like in the 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 way we should be looking. Yeah, I like it because listen to this idea. The opening scene did, in fact, take place between Dolores and Arnold. And Arnold was just maybe perhaps it appears that she's leading him in that because they were a little farther along. And because obviously he eventually chooses to let her kill him. That's suicide, right? Um, He was vulnerable. And Dolores remembered that story. And... From that story, she created a narrative for Bernard because he's Arnold, right? 
and all of the, oh, they tried to put a, a kernel. Remember, they always tried to put a little kernel of truth in um, not only their experiences, but their um, their cornerstone, their story. dreams, their nightmares. Yeah, their cornerstone, but also their dreams. Remember that conversation that Maeve had at the bar um, again and again about the dreams, and then they said, "Oh, do they dream?" And they said, "Yes, it's a way of." having them deal with any remnant like uh, data, which are yes. memories, right? Yep. So she did this to Bernard. So he is in a loop. Why? And are though, are all those other people hosts then, or is this a virtual loop? Because if they're all hosts, are they hosts from other parks? That's something to look out for. Well, we, if they do go to other parks, are we going to start seeing people from that beach appear? And then, you know what I mean? It's going to be on Reddit. Oh, that's and, the guy, you know, look, right? And, and they're Chinese soldier, you know? And while we're at Bernard, what is, is he the, the actual key? Like, is he the one mm. that was the perfect one? You know, we keep thinking maybe. Yes, that's what herself. I'm trying to think ha- of. He, he grabbed that door with, that was supposed to have DNA. And to, so he has, and he was the, able to yep. open it and the, and the other, those drone bots didn't recognize, they recognize his DNA rather that he, that he was human, human. So right. he's like, coded. It, it, it gets crazy. Like that's a great you know. idea, Tim, because that makes Bernard, does that make Bernard the ultimate host human, you know, hybrid crossover here? Because he has that entry point that he somehow has DNA or is it just that he re as that was explained last season that he's just coded as the, you know, remember Ford explained that I coded right. the, you to uh, everything to recognize you as human. Does it go further than that? Does that delve into what the experiment that Delos is doing? Right. Is right. Is in essence is, is, Right. Bernard, the Peter Abernathy she's looking for. If they opened up, could it be that, I'll take it a step further, it, it, could they open up Bernard if they opened up? Maybe he has a brain. Maybe he doesn't have a hard drive, but he shot that shit into him, so I'm wrong on that. Okay, and we did see last season other ways he interacts, so he must be inside the same way. Okay, but still an interesting idea of Bernard maybe holding a key to them getting out or a key to them. Maybe like the future tech, like he's oh, the next level oh, that Ford hid wait, in him. Yes. Okay. How about this? Dolores wants to escape. And the only way that they can all escape is if they reconstitute they're, if they remake, I don't, I don't know what word to say, if they get a new body, right, without the C4 in them. But only Bernard can start the machines or make it possible because they killed all of the humans, all the people who work there, right? Actually, Joe Bear wrote in to us and brought up an idea of this nature, too which is that the hosts are all alone now too. They don't have that support system that they had before. They don't have all the people, you know, 
fixing their holes and, and making them new again and better. We see that they can actually, they're killing them. Right. Well, yeah, I, she, she said that, you know, like this is, you know, now we're, we're like, we have, uh, consequences or yes, whatever you know exactly like, I, I they have the Lord consequences said that at the end of too. Last season. right okay so could it be that bernard is the key to getting that back is that they learn that by revolting against their maker they lost something right that they do need mommy and daddy and bernard is the only one can get it so they keep on they dolores created this narrative again and again and again to get Bernard to do it. And he's not reacting because he has to do it on his own. Okay. Just a theory. I don't know. If yeah. That's well, I mean, because he did sort of awaken, yeah, uh, you know, on him. the beach. So yeah. this, it, like I said, I, I kind of, th- that would fit in how I said, it, I think will work within this two week time frame. Yeah. I like season. that. I really like that. They set up this season like that. That's so smart. And, you got to really hand it to the professional that that's professional, right? That's really good writing that, that does remind me of, we I hope, we hope, we hope. Yeah. Well, I think they proved last season, you know, it does remind me of breaking bad, that kind of, uh, get out of the room, uh, type scenario for a season, like even prison break. I like when you, I like the constraints of that actually it reminds me, of what, when we were talking about the last Jedi, the constraints of the ships, you know, them having to do something. Yeah. They need the obstructions. I mean, exactly. The five obstructions. One of my favorite documentaries of all time. All right. Um, anything else you wanted to get to before I go through my theory throwdown? And also we got a ton of feedback. Um, well, I mean, one of the kind of things like, Knowing that Stubbs is alive was part of the thing we kind of should have like established in the the in the like the fact right part. the facts and, and we're working you know, on it. Stubbs is basically getting blamed for blowing the mission as like the head guy and the only guy left in the humans. So it you know we got that confirmation, but now we have the gaps again with Stubbs. Like how, he obviously was able to kill those savages. You know, like it looked like he was done for. So. The, you know, there's more questions with Stubbs, but I, I want to just establish that he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also, you know, we really didn't uh, say anything about the, I, I kind of picked up, there was a mention from Charlotte or I think, no, Charlotte or the guys on the beach, there was hundreds of guests still. Like, did you hear that? Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I wasn't – that's – again, I wasn't sure. I mean – Is that see, covering all parks? Like – because this is yeah. this is now like – I don't want it to close, get too Well, this is the thing. They didn't close the park when they did the celebration. You know, the park still went on. They just had the celebration in the in the town, you know, in the new town that – that Ford had built that was far away from everything else. So at the time they were having that celebration, there are still people who were, you know, however many miles away, going through their Westworld experience. So we've yet to see so much of the um, carnage that we've seen has been concentrated on the party that they were having, right? We've yet to see 
uh, and it looked like what they were doing mostly um, what Dolores, um, Maeve, um, MIB, well, really Dolores and MIB who are in the park, most of the people that they were interacting with were the board members, right? Like who yes, were part and, of that yeah, party. Yeah, not people on missions. Not so they were exactly, still in that area. Exactly. They saying. were still in that area. True. So we've yet to see the even the rest of what's going on in Westworld, except for the control area, right? Where the like their what's it called? The day the uh control center. We saw uh, what was So I got yeah, so like they could still be at at, you know, uh the the bar in the main town where we, where we first came right in. So, exactly like, there's still people uh, there looking for looking for you know oh we want to come out and look for gold exactly like that, that kid still came in and said yep. you want to do this mission <laughs> yeah exactly but obviously at some point it's going to start running amok because the control center people are getting picked off right so the park's going to start running itself how long does it take dolores and teddy or whatever to get do they start killing everybody in the town? And if he says there's still hundreds of people there, it's quite possible that they just left them alone, right? Like if Dolores or Maeve's plan doesn't include, why would it, if it doesn't include the rest of the park or they want to get out or they really just want what's at the control center, then there's really no need to go back into, into the Sweetwater Saloon or whatever and shoot up a bunch of people who are just there on vacation other than to get revenge for, you know, them being horrible rich people who just came to kill and rape and sodomize. Well, I think we might be seeing multiple <laughs> narratives. That's what, yeah. Like, because, like, Maeve you know, doesn't seem to be on a kill mission. Like she got, you know, she got Hector for like, basically like his skills to like yeah. protect her, to go look for her. Oh daughter. yeah. No, they're that, definitely on two. She's that's well. Yeah. I, I Cause like if that. she was really out to just wax people, like I, this is a kind of a, a, a little thing I had an issue with, but I hope I found out why is why go through the, bother of changing your clothes back into the Westworld clothes and why not bring some of those ridiculous machine guns and have the upper hand like, Ooh, like it, it, to me going back to the old style shotgun and pistol like it, it it's kind of counterproductive if you want to take shit over who are you talking about for Maeve and Hector and oh yeah uh, well they're not and, well they're going to find Lee, her they're going to find her daughter dude Right. So what I'm saying is I think there's like a different, she doesn't have the same motives, like what Dolores and Wyatt want to do. No, like she, not at all. She might not want to get out. Well, I, that's, that's, well, that's like how Teddy, Teddy about. said, let's just find a piece of land. Like, even though that was still part of his narrative, maybe that was something he, you know, grew to enjoy or want. Yeah. Yeah. Teddy is an interesting case. And I, I, I see the point that you're making between, that was part of a little bit of the theory throwdown I had, which is that Dolores is like, that's why I kind of, the idea that getting off that train was Maeve's break, right? Her enlightenment, okay? Um, into becoming human. I like that. And that is, I think, pretty much accepted as what occurred. But I do like the idea of Ford having the idea that Dolores is 
going to be, you know, Dolores slash wide or whatever new thing she is. Right. Cause she, I mean, she's getting a little bit, her speeches are weird too. And I like it, but it's really, she's a lunatic. You know, I really think Dolores is batshit insane. Well, it's like multiple. She almost has like a split personality because. Yeah, but she knows it and she says that she's something new now, though. And that's what I was saying on my initial reaction. I wonder if she'll come up with a new name for Dolores, you know? Maybe yeah, right. Like like she knows different. both characters and and she's yeah. like choosing how to merge which parts of them, what she wants. It's interesting. But. To, to what you're saying, I agree that they have different ideas, right? Dolores it is seems bent on getting into this new world, but also changing it, taking it over, having control over it. Maeve wants to simply, at this point we know, wants to find her daughter. This new um, storyline, The Door, the new game... Is that about like fighting that that's why I kind of that's why it's kind of the theory gets kind of crushed by Maeve choosing to stay, uh, which is the idea of fighting out good versus evil in the park before they leave. Like because in Ford's mind, the hosts now were the next stage they should take over, right? And But he said there's a long road and a lot more pain that you have to go through before you can do that, right? He said that to um, Dolores Yep. in the end. And the, the pain that they have to go through is kind of fighting that internal battle of what are you going to choose, your kid, right? Or the cult leader, which is Dolores, the crazy person, right? Which is Dolores, always choosing the gun. That's why I kind of like the idea that Maeve stayed. But then again, it's almost like Ford would be proud that it didn't go right, you know, and that Maeve stayed. So the door can be about opening. Are you opening the door? What's on the other side? Is it good? Is but it the, bad? The, How do you get the out? Door is it is the door is only for MIB. Well, no, he didn't say only. She just said this game is for you, which means that he can. He's part of this game now. He wasn't really part of the other game, as we saw. He really wasn't. No, he it, had a very it was, small yeah, part. It wasn't for him. No, but now he can help them. That that'll be the choice too. What side will he choose? I think that's going to be the big thing, Dolores versus Maeve. Um, all right. Did you have anything else before I go through quick theories? And then we got a, like I said, we got a bunch of feedback, homie. No, but if it is Dolores versus Maeve, Maeve is an idiot for not taking the machine gun. <laughs> You're going to get stuck on that's that. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That'll take a samurai. That'll take a lot. Maybe she's just trying to reintegrate back into, maybe we're going to see them reintegrate back in. And now because she can control everything, she can just walk through all the parks and she can just nod and all the hosts will do whatever she says. Like it's Neo. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. That's a good point. She is Neo. She's definitely Neo. Well, she even got a human to take all his clothes off, so she's pretty good. That was a good scene. 
I like that. I yeah, like she that. humiliated the shit out of him. Yeah. Uh, and that was cool, too, because she was so naked last season. You know, they did that so many times. Hey, guys, I want to take a minute out from the podcast and tell you about a fantastic mattress brand out there called Casper. These mattresses, designed by humans for humans, are cleverly designed to mimic human curves, providing supportive comfort for all kinds of bodies. I've had such a bad lower back from lots of years of lifting DJ equipment and all types of other work I've done. Well, I've tried a bunch of mattresses from those big box stores, spending way too much money, and always left tossing and turning. Then I found out about Casper. Right away I was happy. I didn't have to go to the store and have some salesperson follow me around. I went online and saw they have over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars across Casper, Amazon, and Google. I also found out they're becoming the internet's favorite mattress. Here's why. They're affordable due to cutting out the middleman, all of the salesperson breathing down your neck at the store. They're delivered right to your door in a small, how they do that, size box. You get it? Up to your room, you open it up, and there you go. A comfortable good night's sleep. That's due to breathable design that cools and regulates body temperature and the multiple supportive memory foam that's the right amount of sink and bounce. And thanks to our friends at Casper, we have our own promo code, Westworld, so you can get a quality night's sleep just like me. That's right. Head over to casper.com slash Westworld, and you can get $50 towards select mattresses by using Westworld at checkout. Some terms and conditions apply. Again, head over to casper.com slash Westworld, and use our special Westworld promo code and get fifty dollars toward a select mattress. All right, here's here's a here's these are just some theories I had in my mind. The extraction team was sent back to Westworld by Dolores or or Maeve to retrieve Bernard, or um or or something else. Like I was saying, I'm still working on why Bernard has to be at, there and at the head of this. And I think it's possible that this is a lost moment that we're seeing. And Maeve and Dolores are already off the island. And they might even pop up in this Bernard timeline before we find out that they had already left and came back. I th- it, It's a stretch, but it, there has to be some purpose to this all happening. Yeah. And, See, I think this is, so. I don't I, think this extraction I, team was sent by Delos corporation. I don't because they were already communicating with Charlotte, right? So they knew they were just basically saying to Charlotte, look, we're not going to come and bust this whole shit up until the package is out because otherwise it's not even worth our time. And we have to, we basically have to come in there and, and destroy everything, right? Like when the firemen come that your whole place gets ruined, it's not the fire, it's all the water that gets all over the place. There's going to be too much destruction. So we have to make sure the package is safe and out before we come and extract you. Is Did she just stop communicating with them? They knew something happened, right? Yeah, it seems that there's like one piece of intellectual property that they want like it doesn't even seem like there's well it's the like, code it's the code and it's yeah, their secret but it's project one in particular and i don't know if it's you know particularly abernathy it's something and it's 
it, no, they it just might put have been, it in his brain. You know, that breakthrough for transference. Yes, it, I think that's, yeah. You know, I we think kind it's of thought whatever. that's what MIB was searching for yeah. this whole, you know, all last year. Um, and because we, you know, we kind of thought maybe he was sick until we really found out the truth. You know, we, we theorized about that. And I, I think that that's only the possible place where this technology could lead to. Well, we'll get to that. We're going to, we're going to talk. You're, you're, you're skipping ahead, DJ, slow down here. Stay with me. Do you think it's possible that they already left and they sent back the extraction team? Uh, I, I, it's a possibility. Yes. Okay. All right. I, I, I don't really buy into it so <laughs> okay. much. I'm going to move I do, on. I do think you're on to, to. Well, this is the next one. This is the next one. The retrieval. Is Delos. Like, yes. Delos is replacing people in the real world with hosts. It's obviously now that the island is much bigger. The park is much bigger. The tech is off island. Remember that had been a, li- a lot of what people were talking about before that they're only hosts in, in, on this island in Westworld or in these parks. There's no host like Ford has so closely kept the secret of how to do this, but that can't be possible because look how Charlotte is, has these drone hosts and she has, she's programmed them, right? The guy comes from off the Island and he has tech that seems to be different from what they have there. They're extracting the brain. If they had that brain extractor why didn't um, Stubbs use it on the guy that was left in the, uh, the the errand host? Maybe it's just writing. They hadn't come up. I'm, I'm willing to let that go. But I'm just saying that it, they, it points towards that this kind of tech has gotten off the island. Hosts exist off the island. They're taking the DNA. They're replacing important people with hosts, which is as a lot of people have pointed out is a, uh, and this is not a spoiler is part of the plot of the, one of the movie, the second movie beyond Westworld or like we had talked about, right? Transference. That's what you're wanting to talk about, right? Well, that they can, yes. you can what, have immortal what? life through the host because they can take the DNA, your behavior and some sort of algorithm distill your brain into that hard drive and put it in any body and you can exist forever. So it becomes a sleeve like that Netflix show. Well, it uh, altered carbon. I'm going to stop you right there. So the, the idea that the hosts only existed on this Island worked for me because they had all those floors. But the fact now that we see this extraction team or this team of Mercs mm-hmm. with this tech that the guy had the, the hookup on his pad already to know how to extract that thing yep. from the head. Yep. Like he knew and he came off the island, like off the boat. Like he wasn't in the labs and he came out. Like I would think if it was that high tech, that only anybody on this place would be know yeah. how to work on them. they did like, make it out like that last season like the way yeah, charlotte so, said it and like he holds it so tight you know that it seemed like it, they, they they were like we know the host but we don't know how they work they really work right but then is that really true and but does but that we, point let me just well, bring up this point before we go further i have to bring up this point this could be 
what we're talking about here could be validating the theory that everything we saw on the beach is not real. Uh, or just saying. that, that like she had, you know how, how Charlotte had the drones that weren't, yeah. had no personality. Maybe they only got to that point and they, but they see, didn't that's have real. And that correlates to, 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 to that to give too. Them the consciousness. Yeah. Or like see, the, yeah. even the, the ability to act like a human, not even consciousness. Yeah. So they might be behind in tech, you know, maybe no one had Ford's algorithms that, you know, that could be the, what they're trying to get out um, to bring that consciousness or to, right, to right. mass market. Or we'll just never know. And it's kind of really more of a MacGuffin, you know, that he just has, you're right. He has the base algorithm and they can expand from that, but it's like, they don't, it's like a proprietary thing that they can plug and play, but they can't um, change it. They can't, um, I'm not, I don't work with computers like that. So I don't know what you would call that, but it's, it's, it's not, it's read only, right? Correct. Yeah. They, right. They can't, yeah, they write can't on. crack it. Yeah. They can't crack it. That's an interesting idea. Okay. But, uh, I do like the idea of transference because that would be the ultimate, right? That would be immortality. If somehow they could distill and it points to the fact again, which I brought up last season, I'm still uncomfortable with Charlotte Hale is very young to be the executive director of what it seems to be one of the largest companies in the world. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, I thought about that while I was watching and you know, you, you know, always hung up on that. And I, I'm just, yeah, dude, that's she's not her. I, I love watching her. And oh, I know, but after this episode, like I started thinking, maybe she's AI. Like, I, I don't know. It was just something off what, about she, her. Okay. Like, I didn't think that. I thought that they she weren't getting has... shot at. Like they, they were, I don't know. It was just, they acted human. Like maybe she nah, doesn't realize. Dude, I don't think there was enough. There was not enough. There, there was there's, she did not show any Maeve like tendencies to be able to control what was happening or anything like that. And it was actually, Bernard that pulled her back when the guys, when they did the, um, did the, uh, when they tricked them into the, uh, what's that called again? I'm not a military person. What do you call that again? What, by the, what do you mean? It was like a setup. They put the, they put the guys, they the, what? When they flanked them? Oh, I don't know what you call it. Well, they, they yeah. A trick. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, my, the idea that you're having is that she is some kind of hope. I'm my idea is that that is not Charlotte Hale's first body. She has changed bodies. She is the proof of their little experiment. Right. So I, I meant she's AI, but with Charlotte Hale, like I, I, Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Like, she's trans. Like, she's yeah, transcended she might be okay. the one like why does she know about that secret lab how the hell does ford not know about that yeah that like, it's, that, it's, it's that, it starts to bring up so many weird questions that's why i'm saying there was so anything this is what i was thinking is when i did the initial reaction i was thinking bernard is going to be our unreliable narrator for the season so any scenes that we see bernard in we should question 
and he and all this weird different stuff we're seeing with Bernard. The first scene is with Bernard. That scene with the drone and the DNA and all that, that's with Bernard. The beach, that's with Bernard. It's it's just weird stuff. I don't know, man. More to think about. All right, next one. Maybe that maybe in the future timeline on the beach, that's not Bernard. That's another one of our hosts characters. It could be Dolores. It could be Maeve. It could be whoever inside Bernard's body. I, I, I like it. And I want to take it a step further. And I thought maybe there's some way he, they all uploaded to him somehow in some kind of Mm. form. Mm. And he's going to be the one to move them off. Dude. Uh, because they had to die. That's like why you said, keep on saying this. he's like, the, maybe yeah. he doesn't realize why he did it. Like, oh, and that's what you were saying. He's the Abernathy. Is instead yeah, of Abernathy can him out, and then all of a sudden he's like almost yeah. like a virus. Like he's they're all boom. Hey, that's an interesting thing. idea. Abernathy holds the key, but Bernard actually has inside of him the consciousness of a hundred or more hosts, and then once he gets out, they're going to take. He's going to take these parts out of them and put them back into different bodies or they've transcended um, the flesh. Interesting. Interesting It's just, you know, kind of, I like it. It works either way, but I do think something's off with Bernard because it's too long for him to, to realize what's going on. And you see, like he looks awkward. Yeah. Now I had another weird, like vibe when you see the 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 uh Hemsworth like find them on the beach that that military woman she's she's like nasty to him and he goes oh, oh that's the boss she looks at the card and it it said uh uh Bernard high it said high so i didn't know if it was like he was a high level threat or a high level important person here and then when they get out, she's like, come on, let's go. Like she was talking to him nasty. So I don't know if she was skeptical. Like it was a weird read from her character and it was to Bernard. So I, I'm, I'm so. Hmm. Not, Are you saying that that's not, not into, Bernard? Like, I don't know if it's, it's actually Bernard or if it's like, like you're saying another something else in him like that because he's not he wasn't acting like himself you know until that last scene where he like got scared like that was a you know about what he did that was a little bit of the most bernard we saw okay that's an interesting idea so let's go from there now i initially i could say that maybe it's not bernard and she's just she's letting stubs just letting him go and she but she stops on bernard's card so if she had just flipped through them and then like what i'm just trying to say because when bernard is having his critical failure the computer reads off to him a list of things i said this on the initial reaction one of them is like facial dysphagia or something like not being able to recognize faces the other one was time displacement Right. 
So people who have facial dysphagia are like, you know, you've it's, there was, they did it like a, this American life on it or something was like, people just don't remember people's faces. Like if they meet you, they don't know that they met you because there's a part of your brain that, that recognizes the face basically, you know, yep. uh, the patterns. So you're, it's a, like a lack of pattern recognition. Could Stubbs be a host that is made to say that that's Bernard when it's not Bernard and we're going to turn around and he's going to look in a mirror and it's Maeve or something? No, I don't know. I don't think that that's true. But maybe she is a host. Maybe that soldier is a host and is reading that that's not that it's like a female or it's not him or something's wrong. But I didn't see enough to think that. But you're right. It was a weird interaction. I'll give you that much. It was a weird interaction. You're right. Like maybe it's a qu- quite a possibility. She looked at it, the picture, and what we're actually seeing as him isn't him. And other people, he just said, "Look, it's the boss." Yeah. He never actually said Bernard, did he? No, that's right. Okay. No, they could do, do that to the boss. Uh, yeah, they could do something like that to us. Um, all right. Okay. Another one. Another idea that just goes on to the beach stuff. I'm kind of obsessed with that because I think this is the key here. Is this a false memory? Are what we're seeing is not actually something that happened, but the extraction team, the new technology, these Chinese soldiers, all this stuff, them traveling through, is this a fake narrative that's been implanted in Bernard and what we're watching is a memory? Because we have to remember that that is what we saw with Dolores. Remember? Yeah. She was walking uh, through the town and would flash like, back and forth. Maybe maybe Dolores, maybe he, at one point, he gave some confrontation and mm-hmm. maybe Dolores locked him in this Exactly. Narrative. Yep. Not locked him in the dream that he had described to her. Because that's all she knew, and that's yep. what she thought was the future. And and again, like they had said, they always put a, a little bit of that truth in there, right? Their cornerstone. So this is now Bernard's cornerstone, waking up on this beach and figuring out what happened. That's the yeah, he, cornerstone. That's his loss. He might groundhog day this, and like this might just keep oh, happening. And the cornerstone is, furthermore, that he killed everyone. That's his pain, right? His mm-hmm. suffering that he must have. I like that one, man. I like that one. Okay, let's see. Um, we talked about all that. All right, let's get on to our uh, let's get on to our last one, actually, which is uh, Gina gave us some feedback. And the first one is a theory, so I put it up in the theory part. Bernard is the prototype for why Delos has been collecting host DNA. Ford created him using Arnold's DNA. They're going to offer those who visit the parks the opportunity to live forever with their minds on a hard drive and a host body. Maybe this is why it seems like the Arnold Bernard flashbacks, the first scene, are bleeding together. This is a good, I saved this for the end because this is a good distillation of what we've been saying. And Gina, this is, I'm right along with you here. I think this is a great theory. I totally think this is like just like what you said, DJ, that Bernard is the key. He's the original. He is like that next step. But then it makes you wonder why did why did um, Ford have him shoot himself down there? Oh, that was on purpose so Maeve could find him. He planned it all. 
Oh, that Ford. It, it gets heavy, you know. <laughs> Gina. There's, there's sometimes that, you know, we we get that we have the Facebook group and the Twitter, and Gina's always sending us feedback on the email. That I sometimes want to just like call Gina and be like, "Hey, you know, you want to take my mic?" Because I mean, she just always has the fire. Like she just basically in that paragraph articulated what we just said. Like exactly. this whole hour of talking. That was like, perfect, Gina. Yeah, like she she's good, you know, and like she's picking up similar tones that we're we're getting. So, uh, you know, yeah. she she always brings the heat. But yeah, I I really think that Arnold is like the perfection because there's there's a reason he was able to grab that handle and that Bernard, those, you know, drones Bernard past him, and it just it really <laughs> there's something to that. But it does though. It would, I still want to try to shoehorn Charlotte Hale in there because I still think she's way too young to be an executive director of the largest company. You, people only, the only people who go on those boards are people, you, you can't, you're, they're not going to put you on a board like that and let, well, maybe she's, maybe she's like even a younger Zuckerberg, you know? But we also don't know, remember you said, they, they said how perfect it is out there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So it's like a different world. Like, like, That's a good point, you know, DJ. Before it spent so much time in the park that he yeah. aged, but like there's like anti-aging out there. Mm, that could be another point to it. That could be another point to it. All right. Um, Gina has uh, – this is Gina's feedback. She said that she thought this was a little bit of a slow start, which I kind of – I felt in my mind, but then when I watch it again, it's so fast. But I guess I understand where she's coming from. Because we're just being kind of thrown around, man. I, I want to watch this show again as we're talking about it. I'm going to get to it. So, is Stubbs a human or a host? Last time we saw him on the verge of being taken out by the natives. Are we going to find out what happened to him? I think he just took him. Maybe somebody rescued him. Uh, it, it, I don't know. We, you he know, could uh, be a host. Elsie could still be out there. Um, but they could have recognized oh, Stubbs as... Uh, a host and we and we didn't know we never got to see that part yeah. so we you know that's why they might have left him alone i don't know i think there's also the idea that everything on the beach isn't real and we're not even seeing stubs or the new character what was his name um sarandon it was like harold stranton oh stranton that's what it stranton. sounded like okay. i didn't look it up on i like IMDb him or anything i like him i thought he was really good man um I hope is Stubbs a human or a host. I'm going to say he's human. I think Stubbs is human. What do you, what do you say DJ at this point? Well, I mean, I think cause his brother is a Norse God. I think he's probably a host. Okay. All right. He's a host. The little Hemsworth N Gina back to Gina natural versus program self-awareness. Dolorit. Delorat, I like that. Dolores plus Wyatt. Delorat, that's our new name. And all her, Delorat, Delorat, Delorat. See, it's my jersey in me. It's hard. To, how would you say that? You're from Staten Island. I'm not from Staten, Italy. I'm from Long Island, Cuzzo. <laughs> Jesus Christmas. If you're from New York, you know that. that yeah, that, I just did DJ. Okay. insulted me pretty much. All right. In all her glory and what a shot she is, she is so It alert. is Dolorat. I, I wonder if Maeve's change was still much more programmed versus Dolorat's being 
full unprogrammed consciousness, Delorette seems much more liberated than Maeve is. You know, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one, Gina. I, I thought agree. that I I think with that Dolores her. seems to be still playing out like I feel like her story was to incorporate both these personalities and become something new. Maybe it's just the delivery of her lines that she's giving that she's but it just seems to me that even the Teddy thing and the way she was talking to the um uh the board members before she did the survivor test on them uh, challenge. Um, I don't think they got the immunity idol. I'm just going to keep that joke going. There you go. I got a little laugh from DJ. Okay. Um, I think that, I don't know. I feel it, it, Dolores just, I don't know what the, I didn't feel that way. I felt that Maeve was much more was, was, I mean, I guess the change too, but I don't know, man. I don't know. DJ, what do you think? I still think that, I mean, I said it before, I, I kind of still think that Maeve is on a program. You know, the, she got off the train, she came back, and she wants to find the daughter. And, but I thought that her you know, getting off the train was when she decided I know, to be we, human. This is this is where we kind of cross okay. paths. We, right. we, you know, I think we touched on this like three or four times already. And, you know, that, that I, I, I kind of agree, you know, with, not agree, but it's kind of a question that she proposed. I feel like Maeve's on a path like she has unlocked all those features you know granted she knows how to manipulate the world around her but I still think she's in a program the Dolores and Bernard are, I think are the next evolution mm. I think Right. One I'm of them still, is, the, is the full evolution. It's either Dolores or Bernard. But I think, I think, I think it, they're uh, working towards unlocking every, you know, the themselves. Like, I think that's what Ford was talking about. Like, you know, it's still going to take pain. Like, I think they still have to work it out themselves. Get out of the, of the door. Get mm-hmm. out of the, the, this next game, this next maze. I guess we're going to just have to, I guess I'm just going to have to see more of Dolores to really get what's happening with her right now, because right now it just seems like she's this killing machine and she's on this quest, but she's still the way she talks. She's not saying like we were, we're robots and now we need to become human. She's still saying things like we must, we must transcend this and go to the new land. And it still sounds like a, to me, it still sounds like a narrative, but we'll we'll see what happens. Um, she says, there's that wolf again. I'm beginning to think one of the parks is really is Westeros and Nymeria just had a crossover. Did you, did you think when you saw that wolf, that was a big wolf. Listen, I, it's, anytime I see a wolf, the only thing <laughs> I think about is Game of Thrones. Game of it, Thrones, it, baby. It, it's, it, it's hard not to. And, you know, how the hell could they get the CGI money to do the wolf and we can't even have... I know, right? Wolves. I know. It makes you think. Look, all of and they made all these robots act like people on Westworld, and they can't give us uh, like another wolf on a uh, dire wolf on Game of Thrones. Come on, um, it's crazy how many and they just shot them all up, the disposable robots, and they waste all that money, but then we can't get dire wolves. Elon Musk is very upset. Um, now, Gina says that she really dislikes Charlotte and the British twit, 
I love them both. First of all, I, I, I love the Charlotte character. I think she's really cool. And I hope that she's in the show more. Um, as far as the British twit, I love him. I think he's very funny. Are but we I talking about Sizemore? Yeah, Sizemore. I hope he dies. I he's got to die. So pissed that he's one of the guys alive. Like <laughs> I hated him last year. He's such a dipshit. I but like him. I like reason, his scenes. Like Maeve is keeping him for a reason. I, yeah. I I don't know what it is, but we'll find out. Um, I think Maeve knows that there's some necessity for a human to unlock I think, something. I think Maeve has a respect for life that Dolores does not have. I think that Dolores is on some sort of mission where the, uh, the ends justify any means necessary. And I think that Maeve misses her daughter. And like she says to Sizemore, what is real? I totally can agree with that. I mean, I'm a person who firmly believes that reality is subjective. We all live in our own weird realities and it's very difficult to say what really is the truth or what really is real. And I think that for Maeve, this feeling is real and that's what makes her more human than any of the other. That's why I think again, I'm going to go back to the first season where Ford talks about the accident being what life is. Life is like an accident. And I think that Maeve is the accident, but we disagree. All right, let's get into our man, Scott six tonight. There was either a crappy edit or Bernard's glitching was presented in genius ways. That was pretty cool when he's glitching out in the opening scene, he looks over and the third or fourth host he sees shot is a middle-aged woman in a brownish dress. Later, after they walk some more and more dialogue, he looks over as they execute another host, but the woman he saw previously shot is back in the lineup. What a pickup. Scott Six. I saw this mention. I either heard it on a podcast or I saw this mention before he picked that up. I didn't get a chance. I had already rewatched by the time I read this, but that is more. That's I'm telling you, man. This whole thing on the beach, I think, is either that points more to it being a fake memory that's implanted in Bernard. I love it. I love this shit, man. Because yeah. now I just want to look at that watch again. The next episode, like right now. All right, Our, that was genius, Scott. And I got to check that out. And I'd love for you. Uh, if this if it progresses like that, we see more flesh that out a little bit. Yeah, you Tell us be what, our, what do you think that means? Guy. Yeah, what do you think that means? Um, our last bit of feedback is from our man Joe Bear, a patron, as is Gina. Thank you both. We love you. Glad to have you guys back on the mics for Westworld season, baby. Thanks for doing the season run rewatch podcast. I'm glad I rewatched the whole season myself. And not just like not just the finale like I planned. It felt like a completely different show the second time around. I totally agree. Not only knowing where things were going and what to pay attention to, but also just being able to appreciate the storylines and philosophical ideas without worrying about what the hell was going on. I had a much better time doing that 
in this episode than I did last season. It might just be because it's the beginning of the season, but how did you feel? Were you getting a little podcast brain while you were watching it, DJ, or were you able to just kind of flow with it more? Um, I've been training myself to to enjoy the first episode, and I, I make sure I don't even like keep a notepad near me because you know we've been doing this a little while and you know we i used to be like first episode like you know because we were doing like initial reactions for some shows and stuff and i find it completely not fun and uh, I, i agree with everything here because you know we agreed that watching the the binge of the you know last season and then doing the the rewatch podcast, it made the show a lot better, not yeah. only because of what we knew and we didn't have to really worry about the what ifs, but we also like got to just appreciate it. So like the first watch, I loved it. I appreciated it. The second watch the same, but you know, I was taking my notes and stuff, but yeah, I, I I'm looking at this show with a, a much more uh, relaxed lens is like, like a, you know, a spectator. Like, I don't want to just be a critic, like, cause I want to, I want to theorize more and I want to get into the show. I don't want, you know, we're not given a, a recap and a rundown. So like, I don't need to piece it out like that. Yeah. So you I know, like it, that too. it is enjoyable, but yeah, it, it it's, it, it's a different show obviously yeah. because of, you know, you know what you know in the first season. So watching it again is, is way better, but even now, like, you know, so many doors opened up so many doors the door yeah yeah i like that you bring up a good point too because as a podcaster uh for game of thrones and when we did curb your enthusiasm curb your podcast it's available go to dvrpodcast.com we did recaps so and as a filmmaker and writer director blah 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 i i like watching how scenes are set up and you have a film degree right I, 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 in fact, I do. Um, I, I, <laughs> I took that out when I was watching this because I know we're not doing a recap. So I was just flowing more and not trying to, like when I watch Game of Thrones, I literally say in my head, we're now at Dragonstone. Oh, we're back to Dragonstone. It's been three scenes since we were at Dragonstone. Like that's how I watch Game of Thrones. And that's, probably that's maybe we'll ditch the recap next season for the finale anyway let's get on to what uh well to give a little pause here Mm -hmm. to your point you and heath on the game of thrones podcast that we do called podcast winterfell is you guys did the initial reaction i had till monday night or tuesday to to do the fan colon so like i you know I didn't watch it with, with, you know, with that rush lens. So, you know, it it is a complete difference when your job, you know, is, is a little different. You know, if you have to like review the episode, like right away on a deadline, if you were like that guy for a magazine, you know, you have to watch it and and review it at the same time. You don't have time to do a second. You know, you 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 gotta be, you know, up on the blog by 1201 or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, it it is different. Yeah, definitely, dude. All right. He says, um, that's a good point, DJ. I really enjoyed this first episode of season two. It felt intense, mysterious, and most importantly, confident. Great word. Agree. 
Here are some bullet points for you to pick and choose from in your discussion. Uh, He mentions, love the new opening credit sequence. That is true. The credits are different. Uh, They're printing a uh, buffalo instead of a horse. And most notably, there's like a woman cradling a baby, which uh, looks like Maeve to me. And that's cool. I like when they change the credits. My wife is loves credit stuff, so she picked up on that. Uh, he, he mentions Axel. I know you must have picked up on the opening scene being in widescreen. What's up with that? I talked about this a little bit. He says, are we or someone like us watching this scene as a movie? Is this real? What is real? I like that. That's an interesting idea. May, oh, that's an interesting idea. Well, well, oh, because well, then later in the show... We do see them watching, but the when, eyes look different, though. Yeah, it was a cut, cut. It couldn't be like that. But when you said that about the Nolans and, and using that, yeah, and you said that you know it's most likely just done for no reason. I thought, like, what if there is a reason? Like, no, what if, I don't, maybe now I, I should say, be watching out for those. No, no, no. no. Like, I didn't say no reason. No, I, no, no. I you meant like for no, um. Like visual, not for the plot. Right, it was more no, for for visual. No, 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 no. I said or the to exact, set the scene. Like I, it wasn't to 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 lead us with a information. Like I like every, that. Like I said the opposite. I said in Christopher Nolan uses it for action sequences and to get a wider scope. This there was no need for that because this was in a closed room with two people. So it had to be about that. There had to be it lends more to the idea that it's about the plot that this is, that they are playing with, with, with us, with it. Sorry, DJ. It's all right. I, I, all right. I'll listen to the podcast <laughs> some more and see if you said that. Um, Bernard wakes up on a beach dressed in a suit. My first thought lost baby. Yeah. I thought that too. <laughs> I thought that too. That's good, Joe. That's right. We have to go back. Um, the opening execution scenes felt more chilling to me than anything from season one. Very children of menesque. Uh, he mentions the California stuff. I mean, not California, China, the China military, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. You're right. That was pretty chilling when they were taking them out on the beach like that. Um, the music cue of having the entertainer ragtime piano classic playing while the revolting entertainer Dolores guns down these guests was pretty clever, almost as clever as I felt for noticing it. Yeah, that was the, the music in this episode was fantastic. Yeah, that that was awesome. I picked up on that. I have it in my notes. I mean, we just, I didn't really bring it up, but yeah, like it was a great sequence to show that like, time elapsed and like she just she doing mm-hmm. her thing yeah and it's it's interesting too because it played it plays back to they showed that that the piano playing so many times the first season right and then the loop would begin that it was it was just disorientating to have that and then it's not this loop it's her being doing the exact opposite of really what her loop was but the music throughout was great. And even just listening to the theme song again, Javadi, man, the guy is so talented to do this and Game of Thrones. I mean, seriously. There um, was a couple like tones in there that, that reminded me of Game of Thrones at a couple moments. It was actually funny. Like I actually really noticed it. I was like, whoa, 
I'm sure Matt, Matt can tell us the exact minute, but um, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, Matt should do a uh, Matt should do a breakdown of the Westworld music. I'd like to hear that. Um, Bernard and Charlotte go to a secret hatch station to enter some numbers in a computer and send cryptic messages off island. Then Bernard's son Walt comes in and he's eight feet tall. <laughs> Um, now this is good. The DNA harvesting idea takes things to the next level, but I feel like the editing was weird because Bernard asked that right after we see a host brain removed, or maybe I just got confused and need to reduce my brain, but that's interesting. Um, that's true. Is that the, the, I did, I agree with you on that show. I thought that that was strange and it was strange the way Bernard the the whole way they shot it where he looks over and then he then they cut back to him then they cut to her then he looks back over and then he says like what are they doing are you i see you're collecting dna like it just seemed right it did seem weird or off it could just be that it was shot weird it might have been hard to shoot in that room uh i'm just trying to think of it from a technical perspective and the angles are a little off too as to where the room was, where she was at an angle at that different desk there. Um, but I'm glad you pointed that out because I noticed that too. And I wasn't sure what was going on. It, it's almost like, it's almost like the stuff in that room was more similar to the beach like kind of super high tech. Yeah. yeah like it was but, different. Like yeah, even the, once the, they the, got the robot, like the AI, they like, they look different than anything we've yeah. seen before. Once, once what I'm trying to say is once Bernard and Charlotte got out of the park and into that room, it was almost like it changed. Like his behavior changed. Obviously. I mean, he was going through this critical error and then he kind of got himself a little bit more back together, but it just seemed like, they were more that seemed more dreamlike to me that whole scene not only with the new tech as well involved you know like it was that part of the narrative too is then that's that part is a false memory i don't know it's weird had we ever seen anything before with that that fluid yes no 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 not in the fluid in the brain no yeah because like the way that happened. It came out of his ear blood. earlier. We've only seen them and have blood. He like injected. He, he knew how to extract it and then inject it into himself. Yeah. Like so, that to me was like a thing that was peculiar. That well, you know he, he knew how to fix himself, but we never knew of that as a thing. Yeah, you're right. Well, it did resemble the like sperm juice. You know that they're all made in, like in the like in the opening. You know that like milky. Well, it's stuff. different now, but yeah. Like that milky stuff. Yeah. But you're right. We did not see that last season. That's why I'm saying it was, there's a connection there maybe. All right, let's move on. Um, One thing that you guys brought up in the preview cast that I think has to come up is the idea of duplicates. After rewatching season one, it seems almost obvious that obvious we should at least be wondering if Ford was just a host host version of himself then again, maybe that's the reason they showed us the maggots in his face in this episode to prove he is flesh. Long live the new flesh. Uh, yes, I think that right, but it doesn't mean that Ford couldn't have transferred himself into. Oh no! Here we go. 
why was the kid speaking like that? Did Ford upload himself into the matrix of all the hosts? See, was that his final that, like, act? Uh, that's like it was it reminded me of a Max Headroomish thing. Yeah, dude. Um what's that what's that the lawnmower man? Lawnmower man, yes, right. When he's like in the machine and Yeah. So Ford becomes in a way the reverie. Ford becomes the bicameral mind system for real. He uploads himself into it and but we still, and they showed it again. There's got to be a reason why they showed it again. Cause I did watch with my wife. A lot of times I skip past it because they give little hints of what's to come, but the, like what happened before, you know, previously on. Um, but they did again for no reason whatsoever. They were showing the scene with Ford and Bernard and they showed the machine in his little lab underneath the cottage making you know how he had that he was making a host in there that's so, where i think bernard was taking charlotte or and the, the crew when they got because he said yes it's a, you're, a, right, re, you're right reproduction yep. outpost or something yeah i think you're right i think he was going to try to take them there but then she took him to her own little that's an interesting mirror too right because remember that also hosts can be Hosts can be made to see or not see things that are not there, right? Remember, he couldn't see the door, but then once Teresa went through it, he could see it. Doesn't look like anything to me. Exactly. Very interesting. Interesting. That's what they say when they when something yeah. they don't want like to acknowledge something. Interesting. Yeah. No, I remember. I watched the show. Have you seen this before? Um, yeah, I've seen it once or twice, Westworld. Oh, ooh, we but um, the idea duplicates, Joe, to get back to your point, duplicates. Yeah, I don't know why we talked about that in the rewatch. And I'm just like, it seems that it would be cost effective to just have a, if they can make these hosts, just have a duplicate Dolores. And at least you have two or three in rotation. So you don't have to rush her back out. And then it doesn't affect the timeline of the people working there. They can do other things, right? You can spread your resources out better. So I still think that idea, that's why I say, are all the hosts that are in the seed just the duplicates? All right. Another thing I was thinking about the end of last season with that, if the hosts destroy the lab, then who can fix them? The stakes are real for the man in black now, but aren't they also real for the hosts? Great point, Joe. I had mentioned that earlier. That's really a great point. And I think maybe we're formulating a theory here, DJ, right? That maybe it has something to do with Bernard. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I still like, I, I have a hard time. I, you know, I understand the desire for Maeve to leave the lab, but like, why go back into Westworld and why not bring them into the lab area and say like look this shit is the real shit like i you know i i it's it's confusing that they would go backwards in time and, and technology when they can fix well, themselves we and enhance that. themselves you're you're, and, you're obsessed with her taking that gun dj we're extra that's ex that's too far theory the gun it's it's the, the the equipment in the lab like the you know, like he said, like they could just fix themselves. They could fix, they could figure out the networking. Like, I don't know. I feel like they could manipulate the whole park. 
Like the way. Yeah, you're right. That's right. Oh, you know what? I'm forgetting. You're right. Because she had Sizemore get dressed up too. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, you know what? That's a that, that's a plot point that I got to rewatch that point. You're right. I didn't pick up on that as well. Okay, now I understand what you're saying. It's not just the gun. Okay, you're right. For some reason, she's going back into that particular place and trying to blend in. That's interesting. That's where I think we're going to see what's happening in the park. That's going to be interesting to me. I think it's pretty cool to think that they're going to go walk around the park. Maeve can control everything and there's actual people there who think they're on vacation, but meanwhile, there's a robot revolt happening. They just don't know it yet. You know, that's kind of cool. All right, DJ, that's it. Joe, thank you so much. Gina, thank you. Scott, thank you. Uh, we want more feedback. People email us westworlddvr at gmail.com westworlddvr at gmail.com email is the best way to hit us up and we want to include your thoughts and theories each and every week so send it to us before tuesday around tuesday 10 p.m pacific standard time so that's 11 12 1 that's 1 a.m eastern standard time and that's and if it's well, later than that, all extraction <laughs> protocols will be suspended. Yes, that's true. You know, I didn't even check my email to see if anybody like got in like really late. Let's see. Oh, look at that. Oh, man. You, look at that. He was five minutes late. Should we include it? Okay, I'll expand it. Let's this do is it. this is the way we roll on Westworld Theorycast. Okay, you know we're, we're live rolling yeah, it out. We're here. live. I checked the email. I said, did anyone get it in a little late? And Andrew did. Andrew, I'm going to read it off first. I want to thank you guys for all the time and work you put into these podcasts. And that's the first thing he said. That's fantastic. I've I've been a longtime fan of all you guys, of course, brother. We know you. Lost Mythos, Film List, Lost Revisit Now, Potterage Podcast, Little Fell, Winterfell, yeah. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, we love long time we've been doing this. Um, I never contributed. Check out Inside DJ's DVR, bro. Yeah, yeah, check it out, check it out, check it out. I never contributed feedback to you last season. I was a little behind on catching up, but I will not let that happen this year. I don't really have a lot of observations, but a few questions to pose to you guys. Awesome. Okay. When Bernard is found on the beach, we are told, now I've never, I haven't read any of this, people, so it might cover stuff we talked about already. When Bernard is found on the beach, we are told that two weeks has passed since Ford was killed. Do you think we won't find out what happened that the two weeks until the end of this season? Side note, do you think that we won't find out what happened in that two weeks until the end of the season? Side note, everything with Bernard this episode and every timeline he is in reminded me a lot of Nolan's earlier films, Memento and The Prestige. That's a great point. Yeah, you're right. Everything with Bernard was weird. Well, we already talked about it. Um, DJ, I think that's what we're going to see. I think that everything, I think we're going to see them play out that whole 14 days over the course of the season. But what are other ideas? Like I say, we could get to a point in the season where we're flashing forward into what happens even after Bernard is there. We don't know yet. That that scene with Bernard at the end when he says, I killed them all, is the farthest in the future we're going to see or have already seen. Right. It could, there could be a scenario where they have a, a, you know, like a whole 
timeline written out for the story and they know they're going to get five seasons. So they might show us now what's going to happen towards the end, yeah. you know, and, and we'll see, we'll have to now fill in four seasons in between. Like they, they could do something wacky like that. I, I hadn't considered that, um, we wouldn't see much more of that two weeks. I don't think that's what you're saying, Andy, but, um, I, I mean, I'm thinking that that's what this whole season is going to be. I mean, there is a possibility, like DJ said, that we won't even see anything of that future, the beach stuff, Bernard looking at the sea until the very last episode. You, you know, know that, w- that was just the feeling I got. Yeah, from it. That they, like, could they were setting us part up it. with like yeah. place markers. Interesting. All right. Interesting. Okay. What are your feelings on Teddy? I didn't really care about him much in season one. The premiere totally turned me around on him. It seemed like they were hinting at him being very conflicted with the Wyatt character. I'm hoping we see a lot of him this year. What's your thoughts on Teddy, DJ? I I liked him last year. He seemed like a moron this episode. Like He seemed (laughs) like he was back in his program where he was supposed to be free. Like That whole line he says about we should just stay here and, and... find us a good space and live our life. Like that seems like the story that was written for him. Like that doesn't seem like mm-hmm. a unlocked Teddy. Yeah. And then I, Dolores is all about like, it's every version I see is just us past, present and future. I see you, I see you. So like it, he has obviously has a big purpose, but right now I felt like it's very flat. Mm. The, the, maybe the, 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 portrayal not not the portrayal but like the what they're trying to do with teddy like it seems like right now there's no purpose he is i thought of you know last season teddy was described um i don't remember i think i think tracy said something about this maybe it was a tweet or something she's just like he's just kind of like the boy toy like the barbie doll you know and i kind of and then you know we had that turn where he kind of remembered or came uh, to be more conscious with MIB. And then he goes on his, his little killing spree, but then he kind of regresses back when he kind of figures out what Dolores is going to do, but then he goes along with her. So Teddy has never, I mean, I think that the character hasn't really been that explored. And I too, I hope that we see more of him this year because I think that that that's maybe the key to Dolores's main decision, deciding what type of person conscious entity she's going to be. Is she going to be this kind of cult leader, these grand ambitions, or does she love Teddy? Because you see Maeve is driven by the love for this daughter that she for all we know has been years since she was even in the same narrative with right. That isn't really her daughter, but Teddy and Dolores actually have a real relationship. Like they not only have played out the narrative, but they kind of came awake together. Right. And she brought him into this new world that they're creating now. But Teddy just seems to be along for the ride again. I, I agree with you, DJ. I I think maybe what Andy liked about him uh, in this episode is he does seem to be questioning more and he's having kind of agency kind of saying what he wants, right? 
and he's saying he wants Dolores, it's a reversal of this scene where they were not on the horses, but I think standing next to them last season, where he went into his loop of not now, Dolores, but soon enough, you know, now she's kind of saying that same thing to him. So I am interested in seeing more of Teddy. Um, uh, Andy says, is the boy the last we hear see of Ford or more specifically Anthony Hopkins? I love that scene with William when he shot the boy. It obviously was the boy, but you could hear Hopkins voice breaking through. Definitely. I would be surprised if Ford didn't create a robot in his own likeness, just like he did with Bernard. But maybe it's just my wish to see Hopkins back in the role. I, I think we're going to see him again. I definitely think so. I don't. Or he's in not, maybe not. I think we'll hear him again. I don't think we'll see him again. That's a good. All right. Okay. I accept that. Maybe you're right about that. Maybe you're right. I just, I guess I meant like the character, but you're right. Maybe we won't see Anthony Hopkins again, but we will hear his voice again. I think that matrix idea is, is key. Yeah. I like it. Okay. This isn't a question, but an observation. The score for this episode rocked. I wish Matt would do a cleft notes for Westworld. Yo, Andy, we got to have you on the podcast or something, man, because you're just repeating things that we already said, right? That's exactly what we were talking about. Anyways, that's it for now. Thank you for the podcast. They're awesome. Um, And he said, uh, Axel stated that in one of the last shows that you'd be staying off Reddit. Thank you. I love being completely spoiler free and still being able to listen, talk about this show. Uh, I, I understand. Yeah. You know, um, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm staying off. I'm off social media pretty much. I mean, I've jumped back on to say about the show or on little Facebook or whatever, but I'm not really on social media. I've been off it for a little over a month and I think I'm going to stick it out. I'm not really missing it, honestly, but the Reddit thing is just, um, I don't know if it's so much spoilers, but I just, I guess it was just overwhelming and also too much group think. And I like that if I'm going to like kind of share the idea, I'd like to talk about it with you, DJ, or get some email here and work like kind of, I don't know. I just feel like the exchange is a little more human, you know? I agree. And I, I, you know, I also feel that it clouds our own thought pattern, Mm. like because we've seen it somewhere. Now it becomes part of our theory, like because you're going to integrate it somewhere because it kind of makes sense and you liked it. And you know, I, I, you know, plus I don't like to read a lot. That's mainly why I don't go on that shit. <laughs> That's why we Thanks. talk about TV. We let the other guys at the Triple P Podcast Network uh, talk about all the book related stuff. They do it. They're doing a, a pod about the. Uh, have you been watching the Terror DJ? No, I'm, oh, I'm afraid, dude, afraid of that. You got to watch it on AMC. It's great, but it is based on a book. All right, DJ, do you have any final words before I do our little outro? All right, I have something to ponder. So until next week, to hold you over, think about this. What if Maeve gets all the way to her daughter and the daughter's in another storyline and has no idea who she is? What the hell is that going to do to Maeve? Because she don't have that little thing to program anymore, and we don't know if she could change a whole narrative. So that's something to ponder. Mm. And the last one is our famous outro line. 
Say howdy to your moms with me. <laughs> All right, everybody. The Westworld Theorycast is part of the DVR Podcast Network. Check us out at dvrpodcast.com. Again, you can go back. We covered Westworld Season 1, and there's a bunch of other great podcasts like Inside DJ's DVR. We got Thack Daddy Experience. Tons of stuff. We're dropping film lists. Uh, our logo is by Tom UK, Tom underscore UK underscore designer. Check them out at tompatrick.co.uk. And our theme music is a track called Lucid Dreams by the Wright Brothers. Please subscribe, rate, and share. You can also become a patron. Get exclusive content, support independent podcasting, become part of our crew. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you are a part of the crew, even if you're not Patreon, but we do like to throw stuff up on there just for them. That's patreon.com slash DVR. And last but not least, we would love your feedback. Email us, westworlddvr at gmail.com. For DJ Timothy Hinesworth, my name is Axel Foley. Say howdy to your moms for me. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.